Mike Seibert Radio is an independent podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show! Episode 150 of Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and be sure and write into that mailbag, MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week. And on this landmark episode, it's my interview with the guys from the Autopod Decepticast. They will be joining us shortly to talk about their podcast, which is a minute-by-minute breakdown of 1986's Transformers the Movie, which, in case you can't tell by now, happens to be my favorite movie, so we're going to talk about that. Plus, I've got music from two incredible bands, both inspired by the Transformers, Close Countach and the Cybertronic Spree. All of that and more on this all-new episode of Mike Cybert Radio. So we're kicking things off, of course, with that iconic theme song as performed by Stan Bush and Vince DiCola off of the 20th anniversary edition of the Transformers the Movie soundtrack. And up next, I've got a brand new jam inspired by Ready Player One in theaters now. It'll be Close Countach with a tune called Game Over. And after that, the Autopod Decepticast. You are listening to Mike Seibert Radio.
The brand new song from Close Kutosh that is available now on their SoundCloud page. I'll have a link in the show notes. And yes, they are Cars with Guitars, led by the Generation 1 version of the Lamborghini Brothers, uh, Sideswipe and Sunstreaker. Their band also includes Blue Streak, Bumblebee, and Trax. Yes, these are these are Transformers, and they are action figures. And they are awesome. Um, but uh, uh, their music videos are a whole lot of fun. In fact, that's uh, that's actually what makes Close Countach so awesome is that visual. You know, the uh, uh, they do a lot of stop motion animation uh, with uh, in the videos with the figures, and uh, and they're uh, they're pretty great. And actually, I was turned on to Close Countach. I I hadn't heard of them before. I I heard of them by listening to the podcast we're going to talk about with my special guests next. Cliff Jumper, commence countdown. Five, four, three, two, one.
Now, all we need is a little energon and a lot of luck. Well, I tell you, I have been looking forward to this conversation for a while now. In fact, you might say, I would have waited an eternity for this. <laughs> Please welcome to the show uh, the Autopod Decepticast. Yeah. <laughs> nice. See, it's it's pro treatment, man. Uh, how uh, how you guys doing? Good. Fantastic. <laughs> that was uh, great. Yeah, nice. I love how you always have something queued up to like drop in like that. It's that is uh, something we will never have. <laughs> Cybertron. See, I had to leave Welcome, that in there. <laughs> we got Ryan right off the bat there. <laughs> How's it going, Mike? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So, um, man, so thanks for taking the time to hang out. And, uh, man, before we get into what the Autopod Decepticast actually is, uh, why don't we go around the room real quick, uh, introduce yourselves, and talk about what you do on the show. Sure. Well, this is Aaron speaking. I guess I am the de facto host of the show. Yeah, I'm Ryan. Aaron is basically um, like our tent poles of like he has the structure and kind of leads us uh, base to base, whereas I'm somewhere in the middle, kind of like a, a chaotic neutral, where um, I basically am here to make dick jokes and make yeah. everyone else uncomfortable. And uh, <laughs> I actually do know something. I, I take notes as well, but uh, definitely not as stringently planned. <laughs> the, yeah, and I'm oh, go I was, was going to say, Caleb, you may speak. <laughs> It, it's, oh, it's, your turn. it's your turn, buddy. That is what we also do. It's, I just cut that out of the episode. Yeah, we pretty, tell Caleb when he's allowed to talk. Yeah, you, you pretty much nailed it. Uh, my name's Caleb, and I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> I think I saw the movie once. <laughs> so we, we refer to Caleb often. I know he's seen it more than once, but yeah, we yeah. refer to him as our everyman. If, if sure. uh, Ryan and I are the seasoned Transformers veterans, Caleb has got surface-level knowledge and mm. literally has almost every minute we watch – a new childlike moment of discovery <laughs> yes. with the episode. Yeah, I, I'm intentionally, I'm, I'm intentionally not watching uh, ahead, and so um, every minute I see, I haven't seen in a few years, and I'm just constantly shocked and awed. It's great. <laughs> so we always we like that about it, but we also have the benefit of making fun of him yeah. for not having any knowledge. Whatsoever. Yeah, he's like he's like okay. a fresh faced little boy wandering into. <laughs> oh, hello, Father Hi. Flanagan. I'm sure this will go well, oh, Father God. Flanagan. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Wow. It, it took less than five minutes and we've already we've already flipped the cart over into uncomfortable town. Uh, thanks, Jet. Pre- appreciate you, man. Yep, yep. All right. So <laughs> so um, it, it, there's there's going to be a lot of on mic laughing. So I guess I'm just going to apologize for that up front. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry uh, because, yeah, no, th- this is going to be a lot of fun. But, you know, we're kind of uh, getting ahead of ourselves a little bit talking about the movie that you guys review uh, for your podcast. I think at this point, um, Aaron, why don't you kind of explain a little bit about what the Autopod Decepticast is and what the hell you guys actually do on the Internet? Yeah, sure. It's a simple concept that uh, is <laughs> difficult to describe, actually, in words. But, um, I mean, there is a trend out there in podcasts of minute-by-minute podcasts uh, in which uh, a group of people or maybe one person just spend a little bit of time dissecting one minute of a movie or TV show out there. And we do it with Transformers the movie because I, I think it's just uh, for us, at least for Ryan and I, it's a little pop cultural thing. that it, it like I feel like not a day goes by where we don't 
don't reference it in some way and whether in personal banter or just whatever it's you know we loved transformers as a kid mm -hmm. and um additionally i think we were all looking for an excuse to get together more often we're yep. three friends dating back to gosh elementary school mm -hmm. and uh yeah we and it's just a topic that brought us back together to <laughs> brings us back together on a weekly basis anyway i do often like to say that we have been friends so long it's not clear whether we still like each other or it's just like laziness <laughs> yeah <laughs> gotcha well you know what uh, um Maintaining friendships can be a challenge sometimes. I've uh, I, I've talked about that on various episodes of my show where, you know, it's like I, I don't necessarily have those connections that you guys have. And, and in truth, I'm actually kind of jealous because, like, you know, I I couldn't, I couldn't name somebody I went to elementary school uh, th that I went with uh, with a gun pointed at my head. I'd just be splattered against the wall because I, I don't I, – I, I mean, I moved around a lot as a kid, so, I mean, I think that's part part of it but still i just you know never really had those lasting friendships so i've uh, uh, again always kind of i'm always a little jealous of what you guys got cuz it, it uh, you know not to, not to get all dr phil super early in the show but it, <laughs> it really is something kind of special so you know i mean try try to hang on to that shit it's 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 really really cool well, it makes it easy from a rapport standpoint, I guess, like getting yeah. three strangers that are passionate about the show would be a little awkward at first. And but we had the benefit of being able to break down that barrier just from the amount of years we've known each other. But on the flip mm -hmm. side, yeah. you should see our really aggressive group text. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, that's also, yeah, the good part of it is that we can say horrible things to each other and sure. it'll be fine later. But like. The horrible things are still there. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea what these guys are talking right. about. <laughs> so, so up top, I'd like to congratulate you on making it one year worth of podcasting. You know, uh, uh, epi you. episode 55 is out now. Um, did, uh, did you guys ever think you'd make it this far? I, didn't, I never had a doubt that we would make it this far. Right. Um, I, it, it, it was harder. I was more nervous when we that first day where we we did our first three episodes uh we we went right into it with episode zero or episode mm -hmm. one and and we got done with that and we were like holy shit that went that felt really good yeah and from then on out we knew that if we wanted to get it done we were we could get it done yeah this is aaron speaking i definitely felt a buzz Whenever we recorded our first episodes, yeah. like it was almost well, a we were on ecstasy. Well, yeah, it was that. <laughs> there was, but I mean, it's it was a different kind of buzz. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. It was uh, from the jump. I never had a doubt um, that it would we we could go the distance from it. Um, but uh, you know what, uh, boy, don't go back and listen to those first like fifteen episodes because they are <laughs> no way. Uh, I would I would disagree with that. I, th they're fine. It's just episodes. like we we have such like a streamlined process now. Yeah. That when I went back to do the clip show. Oh, boy, which will never happen again. Um, I went back to edit the clip show, and so I listened to every episode that we'd done up to that point. And, like, yeah, we're kind of, like, really all over the place with the first, uh, like, at least we're, ten. We've gotta get our, we're getting our, we've got getting our, our pod legs. Getting our pod legs. Exactly. <laughs> I like that. I, I've never heard that term used, but I, I love that. I'm going to try to pass that along to folks and kind of co-op that because, I mean, that that was one of the things I wanted to talk about was, you know, the, the development of the show, you know, going from, like, a 
baby podcast to maybe like a a uh, toddler uh, podcast. And you know, uh, as as a fan, I've uh, you know I've heard the development and the growth in the show. And you know, like uh, um, something Ryan you said that where you know it's like you've got it figured out now. I mean, at mm-hmm. least you know, like Aaron kind of knows mostly the cadence of the intro, and you know, kind of the the flow <laughs> I like of how the qualifier mostly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Like uh, you know, just uh, uh, for doing my research, I I did revisit the uh, the clip show as well as episode zero. It's funny. I listened to episode zero, then I listened to the clip show, and I'm like, well, why did I waste my time with that? 18 minutes. God damn it. But but yeah. but it's funny though. Like one of the things that cracked me up is you know. T- kind of trying to get the specific wording to nail the intro and you know even as somebody that's at least somewhat of a veteran which incidentally I've only been broadcasting for like three years so I mean I, I I'm not I'm not really standing on any kind of high horse but well I, that is like a decade in internet time <laughs> yeah. you, that's fair but you know it's like I mean I blow my intro you know at least once per recording and I'll be like oh fuck son of a bitch and and then I like mm-hmm. you know, have to stop it and redo it, and you know the the more you try to push it, the more you mess it up, and and that kind of stuff. So I mean, and and it takes some workshopping, you know what I mean, to just kind of you know make sure you've got the phrasing right. It's like oh, this felt good, this is too janky, this is too wordy, um, you know things like that. But I I've. Um, I've really enjoyed listening to, especially since when I came in, because I discovered your guys' show back in, say, I want I want to say, like, October. And it was, like, uh, um, I, I still don't know what this website actually is, but uh, something called Podknife um, added my show to it. And it's... You, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and so I was like, ooh, this is rad. You know, I retweeted that and all of that other stuff. And then I started following them on Twitter. And then sometime afterward, I saw a tweet that said, hey, you know, the Autopod Decepticast is now on Twitter. And it has like a bio and it talks about a minute by minute breakdown of Transformers the movie. And I'm like, what? Hey, hey. <laughs> but no, that, that's what it was. It's like I've, uh, I've been a lifelong fan of Transformers the movie. It's it's definitely my jam. Anybody that has any degree of familiarity with with what I've done um, in broadcasting and on the podcast here, but that that was kind of my hook. I'm like, Transformers mm-hmm. the movie, cool. And then what I found was that I really liked it. I and and it it's the dumbest thing, but what you guys hooked me with was in episode one when you started talking about the Lithonians as space wizards and mixing contributions as our fresh faced every boy and in and you know i've had so many instances of listening to the show you know basically i binged it from you know episode zero all the way through i think i want to say i caught up and got current around maybe like you know 42 43 ish uh relatively recently actually but the the thing that i keep finding over and over is i have these moments where it's like well in 31 years of watching this movie I never thought about it from that angle. You know, it's like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like a, like a, a, a cup's a, a junk storage that he's got. Oh, my or God. The, or the space, you know, again, the, 
like the 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 mixing potions and things like that. And I'm like, you know, I think I'm going to stick with this. And I, I really hope that these three guys can keep it together and finish this off because <laughs> it's actually something that's kind of cool and uh, and I enjoy. Like, um, uh, for example, and I once upon a time there was a minute podcast where somebody was doing Transformers the movie and it uh, it um, it what we refer to as a pod fade. It just one day mm-hmm. just disappeared. Yeah, and gotcha. and that dude even got like an interview with Stan Bush at one point. Um, and I'm like, I'm <laughs> Wait, like what? holy shit. Well, now I'm upset. <laughs> we were just saying on our most recent episode, we talked about how we can never interview every, anyone because we have said horrible things about all these people that <laughs> created it, whom we do love, but we'll sometimes be a little rough on. You know, I, <laughs> I, or I, just mock them unnecessarily. Yes. <laughs> you know, I get the feeling that Flint Dilly would talk to anybody because, you know, as long as he gets to, like, sprawl out on a lawn chair in his backyard by a pool, he could give a fuck. I mean, I, nice. I, I, I don't funny whenever I see I see whenever I to your point, I do. I've seen a few interviews with him and I feel like if they're video enabled, he's always either like in a beanbag or he's definitely lounging to some degree when he does these things. Wow. Yeah, it's it, it, it's bonkers. So, um, so yeah, I mean, so I I've I'm kind of connecting with you guys as a fan. You know, I'm I'm a fan of the movie. You know, and and I'm I've become a, a real fan of your guys's take on it. And so yeah, I mean, I I totally dig what uh, what you guys have been doing with it. Uh, with the show. Uh, I really appreciate that. That's really nice. This uh, Ryan speaking. I was just going to say that uh, to that point. Yeah, I have, and I think all of us, especially, I mean, especially Caleb, but all of us have found something new in almost every minute that we watch that yeah. we've never. And between Aaron and I, we've probably seen this movie over a hundred times. Mm-hmm. And there's always something like doing this deep analysis and research and breaking it down and looking for content to talk about. Um, it's every minute I do find something where I like, I never saw that or thought about that before. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really seeing it through an adult prism of like, but also something you love is yeah. interesting. Yeah, it, it really is. And I also appreciate the, uh, you know, just, just the deep dive stuff that you give. Um, cause I mean, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily consider myself like, you know, a be all end all expert on this movie, but I have been watching it for 31 years. I uh, I consider it to actually be my favorite movie, not not the best movie, you know, uh, per se. But sure. it's you know, if I was on a desert island, I would take Transformers the movie with me because, you know, and, and we could, you know, maybe get into this uh, sometime later. But, you know, I mean, it's got it's got a lot of uh, connection and nostalgia for me. And it's something that, you know, is actually actually um you know kind of become special and something as i've become an adult you know something i've you know also had fun with but but my point being is like in some of those deep dives and the research that you guys have done like i didn't know that the decepticon ship had a name um i I didn't know it was called the revenge i was like really that's 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 or even that there's a detailed breakdown of names and classes for Autobot ships as well. I mean, I mean, I think, yeah, I think the minute by minute format Mm -hmm. is what lends itself really to that kind of, uh, you're forced to do it, right? Because you Mm -hmm. have to do, you have to do content. And I think starting with a movie that you're pretty familiar with is a good jump off because uh, you've, A, you love it. You've got passion for it. You've got that nostalgia baked in, Mm -hmm. but then you don't have to like, You've already got some preconceived notions, so you give yourself the opportunity to challenge those and find those little nooks and crannies mm-hmm. of which there are 
so oh, many and, and probably every movie, but in this movie in particular, just because it's animated and like the kind of work that goes into it and yeah. the process and this, everything. This movie makes it fun mm. to do that. This movie makes it real fun to do expository research because yeah. it's connected to so many other things mm-hmm. in right. pop culture in the 80s right. and leading up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, even just the voice actors. Voice is actors. Fa- fascinating. The, the toy industry of the time. Yeah. Uh, the other things that were going on in that decade. Right. Right. Yeah, it really is kind of like this weird pop culture touchstone. And I think yeah. that's that's a lot of the reason why it's still viable and so beloved to this day. I mean, shoot, I mean, Shout Factory just put out a, uh, a magnificent uh, 30th anniversary Blu-ray. And, you know, you don't you don't get that on a movie that nobody gives a shit about. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, you would say, I guess you could say it's a cult movie. It's like the weirdest kind of cult movie, though. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, meant to appeal to children of its time, mm-hmm. but and and really nobody else. And and yeah. yeah, and it was critically panned at in its time. But it's really as far as the Transformer fandom goes. And no matter what age you are, you kind of even if you came into it, you know, as a as a 15 year old mm-hmm. last week. You get that, like this is the movie, and that the other movies are sort of garbage. Like, <laughs> right. I'm sure Bay there are people that like those movies. I'm not those people, <laughs> right. but um, it is an interesting. Like I think it's sort of weird. Of like w- w- this nostalgic stuff we had as kids has never really gone away. Like Ninja Turtles, Transformers, right. GI Joe. It sort of like s- keeps continuing, and it's weird to think that at the time these were just guys who were trying to sell toys and make an animated yeah. series that would be popular as exemplified by the fact, oh yeah, we can kill off the leader of the Autobots, it's fine. That's that's revolutionary, that whole concept. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's disposable in that, like, I mean, you think of it from marketing terms, every product has a life cycle, and they had to assume it was going to die at some point, but it, it seems like every time it gets close to total death, they figured out a way to give it a lifeline. The mm-hmm. transform, and I guess I'm speaking of the franchise itself, yeah. but thereby also interest in this movie. Definitely, you know, and and a few different places I I want to go from there because we you know kind of threw a handful of things um, out there. <laughs> you know, I, I you know I kind of want to talk about you know your uh, you know kind of your experience with the franchise in general. I also kind of want to talk about what maybe the uh, the the reaction from kind of the Transformers community has been uh, to the show. But I think one one of the places I I want to go uh, first, and and it's just a, a weird self indulgence Indulgent, uh, neck deep in the weeds uh, type of question, but which version of the movie are you watching for uh, for the podcast? I don't know, actually. Okay. I the version that I so I own a couple of versions. I think okay. I own the twentieth and the thirtieth anniversary that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. The reason why I ask is because like I I have um, a couple few different versions of the movie myself, but like I have I have an old beat up VHS copy, you know, like the old FHE mm-hmm. red box from back in the day. Um, I have like the original DVD from like 2002. It's actually the first DVD I ever bought. I bought my DVD player, then I went to Suncoast Video in the mall and bought um, a copy of Transformers the movie 
movie and a copy of Clerks. So, right. so that's what that's that's how I started in DVD. But and then I did not get any more DVDs. <laughs> well, because the you know what I I'd take Clerks to a desert island with me also. So I guess I already had everything I needed up uh, up until that point. But yeah, well, and hopefully that you got the Clerks special edition that had a big inflatable boat in it with several oars when you take it to that <laughs> desert island. I like that was that. a terrible joke. <laughs> Statistically, there's going to be one bad one, and that now we've gotten it out of the way. So. I, you mentioned that VHS. That yeah. brings us back to, I mean, just the just the nostalgia and memories sure. of this movie. Uh-huh. And uh, I think the first time I ever saw this movie, which was, oh gosh, probably 1987-ish. Okay. Probably. Um, I didn't actually see it in the theater. I wasn't one of those that was lucky enough to do it. And Ryan's mother worked in a video store. And so he was able to essentially get his hands on it at any time and would have it on hand for weeks at a time. <laughs> so the first time I saw the movie was at your house. And I just remember... We watched it from the perspective of having already seen some of the third season of the show. So we already knew that Optimus Prime wasn't around anymore. That's kind of weird. Megatron's not around, but this other guy that sort of sounds like him and has an arm cannon is around. So when you guys saw season three, you didn't know what had happened. We didn't. Yeah, that's right. We didn't know the like the 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 movie, um, you know, story or anything. But we had a good sense that Optimus Prime died because I think they refer to it uh, several times. But then we, you know, so then we saw the movie late but it is just i just remember watching that uh movie in your mother's living room mm-hmm. and just almost wanting to cry at certain points oh, and, be, and almost wow. not even cry like i was disgusted it was sure so, yeah it was so like graphic uh mike did you see this movie in the theater you know what i did and in fact we uh um when we get together um a little later when i join you on my show maybe i can uh, uh get a little deeper yeah, into, into my uh, uh going experience but and i've talked about this on uh various episodes of my show in the past but yeah i uh i saw it in the theater i don't know if i saw it opening day but i i know i saw it during its theatrical run uh more than once so wow. and and it's uh and again like I said a lot of my connection to this movie has to do with nostalgia but it it a lot of it comes from that is you know that that original theater going experience so yeah I you know I I would watch you know season 2 episodes and then went to the theater saw the movie and then then I remember being at uh really kind of disjointed because like season 2 was still running you know in mm-hmm. reruns and stuff after the movie so I was like oh this I mean you know and and kids are dumb so you know it's just like but but uh oh so optimus is okay now that that's cool <laughs> and, right, and, right. and then oh it, yeah and and then of course you get to season 3 and I'm like oh caught up okay I I guess this all makes sense and you know when you're a kid Time moves differently. So sure. it, yeah. it feels like, you know, like a year had passed since like, say, August of 1986 to September of 1986, Yeah, you know, when, when season three started. So, you know, it's like it was, you know, kind of like like a big deal. It's like, oh, I uh, I uh, I see what's going on here. Yeah, uh, it is crazy to like think whenever I'm doing research for this show or, or just like go down rabbit holes on Wikipedia. I'm like, oh, 
this show was on for three seasons. I mean, it was on in syndication, but I'm also like, that was only a couple of years. Yeah. And yeah. it seems like such a huge gap in my life, like yeah, right. a piece of my life. But yeah, it's like, because you're 10, so a year it was a huge 10% your of your life. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and season two had what, something like 56 episodes or something like that. I mean, right. I mean, they, I mean, they were, they were cranking them out. Um, but, you know, it, it reminds me of something that I, I wanted to mention, you know, we talked about, you know, being young young and age and all of that other stuff. Uh, one one of the things that I, I especially enjoy about your guys' show, and this is, you know, kind of weird, but um, you guys are my age. And mm-hmm. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of the hosts are either older than me or younger than me. So it's like there's uh, like, you know, uh, episodes where you're talking about like, you know, uh, uh, you know, Monica versus Brandy versus Aaliyah and, you know, t- talking about Channel One News. And I, right. I don't I don't think I've heard anybody talk about Channel One News in like 20 years. And right. I'm just listening to this. I'm like. Oh my God, these guys get it. <laughs> it's just, well, it's crazy. I'm glad it has relevance to, I mean, obviously we can only live life through the cultural <laughs> generational yeah. lens that we have, but we also have that additional lens of being raised in the Midwest or Southern part of the Midwest, even if you will. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I, I guess I didn't even realize as a kid what the, like how far Channel One, for example, like its tentacles spread out across <laughs> the country. And so, so it's uh, a weird generation that we are because, like, we're, yeah. I guess Generation X technically or whatever, but it's a small actual gener- actual generation. But it's yes. weird we have like we straddle this line between an analog world and a digital That's world. Right. I mean, computers kind of is what right. like happened while we were growing up. Yeah. Yeah, so I we mean, weren't old enough to, or we weren't we weren't old enough to have lived the really fun coked out era <laughs> of the eighties, <laughs> right? But 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 we're the perfect age to kind of like get down on some Nirvana and wear some flannel and <laughs> ripped and, up jeans. And, and it is it, it is interesting. It is a small. Some, at least the way people categorize yeah. demographics. Yeah, but, but I'm happy that somebody gets my geriatric references that are like I. I even have some weirder, older ones that I yeah. made a Keystone Cops joke the other day, and I'm like, oh well, everyone who understands that oh, at man. firsthand is surely dead. Yeah, but you're an, no- you're an <laughs> I am a very Ryan's strange person who just lives dead. alone. We talk about Ryan sometimes. Uh, this is a, a joke that's probably stolen from The Simpsons or something, but like right. he's kind of the Dennis Miller of our group with his oh, obscure like intellectual <laughs> references. <laughs> Dennis Miller pre the pre politically insane. pre the politically active Dennis Miller yeah. Saturday Night Live Dennis Miller we'll give you that thanks Shachi <laughs> man it, it brought me back for a sec because you were talking about the Simpsons and everybody you know goes back to like all those old uh, references you know they're like you know like uh, with uh, the Disney 20th Century Fox merger thing and you know Simpsons did a thing on that like 20 years ago and and it just occurred to me very very recently that. You know, The Simpsons is still on, but I don't think there's been any kind of like significant pop culture references that people go back to and say, oh, you know, The Simpsons called it. It's always like The Simpsons called it dot, dot, dot in 1995. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like it, it just it, it was just like one of those weird things that, that just landed on my lap recently. I'm like, 
Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, me personally, from I, a humor perspective, I mean, The Simpsons was, I think that informs a lot of our humor, really, like with sure. the just non sequiturs and just random references. I mean, Family I think, Guy, too. Yeah. I mean, they just kind of wrote the book on, on, uh, you know, referring to pop culture in a quick, quippy way <laughs> that, that, uh, which I get, you know, that's, so that's kind well, of the spine of Gen X humor, really. Yeah. And yeah, like you mentioned yeah. this earlier, Mike, uh, the movie Clerks, Kevin Smith's Clerks, that was another movie where, I watched and I'm like, oh, you could just reference things and like, like he talks about Star Wars and yeah. I'm like, that's really, I I mean, it was a really early version of like doing that and now yeah. that's just common. common. It's the status quo. Yeah. <laughs> so you're welcome, millennials. For, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Our have, generation is yours. Seven dollars <laughs> for your coffee. Enjoy that, and not having a car. Why don't you save some money and buy some more beard wax? <laughs> and ride away that on takes. Your, ride away on right. your fixed wheel bicycle. <laughs> right? I mean, I, I work in downtown Seattle and not a day goes by that I see somebody booking up and down Fourth Avenue on a um it, it's not a hoverboard, but it's it's like a, a um it's not a unicycle either, but it's like a single wheel motorized thing. It kind of works like uh. a like a hoverboard, but it's like I am just like, what are you doing? I, I'm sure. He's- I was hoping you were going to say like one of those velocipedes where it's a gigantic yes. wheel with a with tiny wheel behind it. Yes. And you have to get on this ladder to get up on top yes. of it. Yeah. And, <laughs> or and- a unicycle. Well, that'd be or- you know, that's different. <laughs> he's talking about the big style, like uh, bicycle yeah. with a big wheel. The <laughs> sorry, anyway, sorry to interrupt. Well, but no, what I- you're saying, Mike, takes me to like, that is the vision of 2005. Daniel had his little uh, hoverboard. Well, this yeah, Transformers he, the movie. He, he had a hoverboard four years before Marty McFly did. You know, I mean, because the, their Simpsons did it thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I always point to that and, you know, people will be like, oh, you're full of shit. And I'm like, look, <laughs> this movie came out in 1986. Back to the Future Part Two came out in 1989. You know, it, who it, are you? Who are you hanging out with? You're getting in beefs of, of <laughs> Back to the Future Two versus Transformers. Nobody. <laughs> not not that Transformers the movie didn't have its own uh, sense of ripping off its forebears, oh and I mean Nelson Chin, creator of the lightsaber, mm-hmm. definitely uses that sound effect, uses Millennium Falcon sound effects, oh, yeah. and really just basically rips off the concept of a lightsaber mm-hmm. several times throughout this movie. Well, you know, and I, I might be jumping ahead a little bit, but one, you know, kind of like the the elevator pitch that I give to people about this movie that have never seen it, never. Heard heard of it you know may or may not only know the uh the bay formers uh uh type deal is i'm like it's it's star wars with transforming robots told in less than 90 minutes you know yeah that's a good definition and and because i mean you know all the the references are you know like like you guys were just saying you know i mean they're they're um uh unrelenting and it's, I mean, I mean, and it's, you know, classic hero's journey type stuff. I mean, like if you, if you take the story of Star Wars and compare it with Transformers, the movie, there, there are a lot of things that are analogous there that are, sure. you know, um, uh, basic type of stuff. But the, but the thing that I always, I always tell folks and I go, well, th- this is a, you know, spoiler for a 31 year old movie, but imagine <laughs> if like, you know, the, the rebel Alliance is coming out in their X-Wings, they're going to attack the Death Star because, you know. It's it's moving into firing position over Yavin Four. It's gonna it's gonna take them out. They need to you know blow up the exhaust port and whatever. Now imagine this. Now imagine <laughs> if the Death Star turns around 
and Flip changes and transforms into a giant robot and just swats the X-Wings away and starts shooting lasers out of its eyes and, you know, taking claw marks out of the side of a planet and whatnot. Oh, yeah, and and said Death Star planet is voiced by Orson Welles. Yeah. And people are just like... And if they had any sense, they would be like, that sounds way more awesome than Star Wars. I should watch this tomorrow. It's... Um, this is Caleb. Yeah. It's 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 hard to it's hard to pitch our podcast sometimes to people because sure. they're immediately. Um, uh, I, it happened to me today before I came up here. I had a friend of mine that I hadn't seen in a while, and he didn't know I had a podcast. And I told him I broke it down for him. And when he when he you can see the look in their eyes, they start to glaze just over. Just glaze over. Yeah. over yeah. Like, so and, he, and he's like, so you talk about the Transformers movie a minute at a time. Per episode, I'm like, yeah, but, but but I talk about it the least. But but, <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 I, but as a but to it's your point, I bring in we bring in a lot of things from outside the movie mm-hmm. as expository. That's that's very that's great. It it we the 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 Transformers movie is a vehicle for for talking about so much more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our a, friendship, a, a vehicle, is it? Yes. <laughs> God damn it! Is it in disguise? Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's two bad jokes. Oh, yep. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> Double <laughs> Excellent. Oh my we God. really, I wanted one of these early, like a early, soundboard? early oh on God. in the show. No. I used to want, uh, honestly, I still kind of wanted, I used to wanted to kind of sort of ironically have a lot of those uh, sort oh, of sure, like yeah. talk radio esque tropes of oh, like, yeah. you know, yeah. like middle America morning radio drive by D. Mm-hmm. things with sound effects and also uh, but just also wacky segments and things mm-hmm. like that well, but we've had wacky segments come out of it the cool thing is is we've had cool things come out of this show that's yeah. more developed. organic you're right organic, organic. characters yeah. yeah ghost to ghost to the iconic moment mm-hmm. baby <laughs> <laughs> and and their ongoing struggle at uh, at TJ Maxx. That's right. Yes. I mean, guy. oh my God! I just I see. I'm doing it now. I, I talked about this on my show when I when I gave you guys a shout out uh, when I when I first heard that. But like every time I think of that bit, the the corners of my mouth curl up uncontrollably. I cannot help it. That's, that that is just like I I think. Uh, one of the most vivid examples of uh, something you guys are doing that's completely organic and completely absurd and wacky has nothing to do with uh, with Transformers no. the movie, but it's but it's freaking hilarious. And right. you know, I told the story already, but like I I um, you know I drive into work early in the morning and I just happen to be listening to that at a very early morning, so I may not have been entirely awake yet, but I'm driving <laughs> and like. And, I could feel like my eyes tearing and sealing up because I am just chuckling so damn hard about this. It's like, you know, how how does a ghost swipe on Tinder? You know, just all <laughs> the, you know, just just the rampant absurdity. Because I mean, it's like it's like it's like Caleb unleashed there. <laughs> He, just he definitely took the um, improv to another was, level. He was, was channeling some was real firing uh, in all cylinders. It was <laughs> amazing. And what's funny is the the creation of the ghost of the iconic moment, as so much of the podcast is. In reality, when he did that, he's over in the corner doing that, being funny while Aaron and I are trying to talk, and I was infuriated. Yeah, I, it was the one. It was one of the. It was one of the few times where I I realized that I had really annoyed them a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, but look what happened to that. 
guys, yeah. look what happened with it. So, yeah. And, and yeah, I, I think we could like to to the listener who may be fa- not be familiar with uh, our our little program that we probably actually if, if if an episode is an hour long, we probably spend about a half hour breaking down the mm-hmm. minute, and then there's just a. Another half hour of just random uh, douchebaggery, for lack of a better phrase. I mean, first of all, it's a lot of us catching up because we record about every two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. So, well, there'll be some storytelling. There'll be some uh, just general riffing, which is just kind of what we do. And that evolves into sometimes, uh, for better or for worse, characters (laughs) that have become ongoing elements of the show. And we try to incorporate those every now and again. it makes sense Mm -hmm. uh but uh and i think what it all comes down to is wanting the show to be a little looser more fun i mean comedically based than just this is the minute Mm -hmm. and that was the minute uh but and i think you know on my part it's really just me wanting to do a show like comedy bang bang only (laughs) i don't have the improvisational skills (laughs) or comedy chops (laughs) at all but at least we get to play grab ass and make I, something that makes yeah. us laugh. I think the humor comes up because we, quite frankly, uh, Mike, we can't help ourselves sure. when we get together. It <laughs> just, that just comes out. Yeah, um, it's just we're naturally so hilarious. Well, <laughs> I As think, your I think you're now funny. know. <laughs> I think it's funny. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, with that, um, oh man, so so many places I want to go. But I guess, like, I mean, I mean, one of the, one of the things that you know, like, I've talked about a, a few things that that appeals to me about your guys' show. But I think what makes it strong is kind of those uh, comedy parts and organic segments that aren't necessarily riffing on the movie. Like I I you know I I'm not I'm not going to put anybody under the bus, but I I don't listen to any other Transformers podcast because it gets so deep in the weeds and so um, technical, almost to the point of it being clinical, and I have no frame of reference or have any idea what they're talking about. So I, one of the things I like about your show is that it's still accessible even if you might not have seen the movie or if you, well, actually, no, you're going to get totally lost if you don't know the movie. <laughs> but, but, but if you at least have like a tangential um, understanding of it, I mean, you, you like can, me. you could, exactly. So you, you could be a freaking Caleb and still be okay because, I mean, again, oh, we got to make that a shirt. You can be a freaking Caleb. <laughs> yeah, freaking Caleb. I love it. You know, with a, you know, thumbs up or something like that. But, but I, uh, you know, I, again, that, that's why I like about it is that, you know, and, and that kind of, uh, gets me into the next couple questions I wanted to ask you about is, you know, kind of what, you know, your, your, the depth of fandom of Transformer stuff, I guess, maybe outside of the movie. And uh, the flip side of that is what uh, what the response has kind of been to uh, to your guys' podcast from kind of maybe the, the, the community in general. Uh, okay, this is Aaron. Uh, so in terms of the part A of the question, I'm probably, I talk about myself as the most quote unquote connected to okay. contemporary Transformers things in that I collect toys generally like what they call the Transformers masterpiece toys, which mm-hmm. are toys that are meant to be as similar to the cartoon appearance as possible and have, you know, c- cool, complicated transformations. Also third party toys, which you referenced right. earlier, that as long as they follow 
fall into that general aesthetic of what we call G1, yeah. uh, referring to, you know, the first three seasons of the Transformers. So so that is, uh, you know, from that perspective and with that, with that comes a lot of trying to uh, lurk on message boards or on the Transformers <laughs> subreddit. And so I kind of keep my finger on the pulse of all Transformers news. Some of it I'm interested in, mostly you know, some of it I'm not. I, some of the entertainment-based things, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, toy things, definitely. I'm not much of a contributor. It would probably benefit our podcast if I was more <laughs> of a contributor <laughs> to those things. But I'm almost scared. I'm kind of, in a way, scared of the fandom. And I, maybe it's a, like of any fandom. They are like... A, they're opinionated. They have like I see people get into very uh, just uh, knife fight yeah. type on message boards, and it's like I don't really want to be a part of that, or even interject and expose myself mm-hmm. to being a part of that conversation. So I'm very. It's shy. like in a cartoon where there's like that's that cloud of people fighting, and it just yeah. rolls over you, and you get <laughs> yeah, pulled right. into it. So while I wanted to be, a, while I would love to interact, I, I still I'm like I'm pretty shy about it. I, okay. Although we are on uh, the TFW 2005 message board as Autopod Decepticast, but. Oh. Um, but the but yeah, you're not going to see much other than lurking there from our standpoint. The the um, but yeah, so it it's it, I'm a little nervous to just really interact with them. But at any rate, that's just the fear you have. But but you know you get over it. You gotta if we put ourselves out here, so we've either got to learn to develop a thick skin or 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 I do what shocked. I do and not engage. <laughs> I, I am shocked actually, and it's maybe because our listener base is not enormous by any means. But like that we haven't. If you listen to the first couple episodes, I'm like preemptively like trying to tell people, hey, maybe just be a little gentle and yeah. don't don't come after us with the, da- the daggers out. Um, but like I to second that, yeah, Aaron. It's um, the same thing with me. Of like I'm leery of any fa- fandom that's really deep because I'm. And maybe it's because of my age where I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I just don't. I mean, I love this thing, but I don't care enough about it to argue to strangers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, so it's very casual in that aspect. But like just doing this podcast, I've gotten so much deeper into. And again, if you listen to the early episodes, like mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about Nelson Shin or about his connection to Star Wars or anything like right. that. So it's basically been yeah, like ref- researching all that has gotten me way more into Transformers sure. than I even was before. As intense as this fandom is. We, uh, with all the work that we've done, and by the time we're done with this project, we'll still probably only be in like the middle 60% of uh, like experts on Transformers sure, the movie, sure. right? Like you'd think we would be top number one, invite us to every Comic-Con panel or whatever, <laughs> but there's just people out there that, you know, they just, they, I mean, they live it. We'd love to be on a panel, by but the way. I, <laughs> <laughs> we would rock the house. But, in, but aside from that and like the Transformers community specifically, I mm-hmm. think the community that's grown uh, specific to Twitter and Facebook and Instagram that, that uh, I'll give kudos to Caleb here for being the linchpin and really helping to to build that out. And not mm-hmm. that we have like a million followers, but we got we there are some passionate people that like like love to talk to us and are very passionate about the show and entertained by it. And I, it definitely makes us all happy that that there it is bringing people joy other than just the three of yeah. us. I think we do get an ego we, charge out of that for sure. Very nice. Yeah. It's nice to see people enjoying we it. We get yeah. we so far I mean, we we've gotten nothing but but love from mm. from audiences and uh I, I you know we, and we have you know we're not getting flooded with 
with with people uh, interacting with us, but but the the interaction we've got is, is and maybe the like problem it grows every day it, it does. does and maybe the problem is that we don't get any negative stuff because if we've learned anything from Jim Jones, it's that you have to have <laughs> no, an enemy, no, you no, have no, to have somebody no, that goes against you. Oh, Otherwise, how can you build your cult? Oh, God. <laughs> 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 oh, that's that. I had on on short notes. I mean, I mean, it was better than. It was better than this. So. <laughs> yeah, now yeah, now I'm just hitting buttons. And, th- and this is why you don't need a soundboard, because then you just <laughs> lean on it and you just start hitting stupid oh. stuff for the sake of hitting stupid stuff like <laughs> that. This. Well, to, the sound, to that soundboard that Aaron was talking about, uh, we had uh, my 40th anniversary was a roast. We had a party yeah. and uh, he had the iPad out with a, a soundboard up on it oh. and he abused it. <laughs> <laughs> and by 40th anniversary, we mean 40th anniversary 40th of birthday. your birth. <laughs> Did I say anniversary i meant yes. for my 40th birthday yeah, yeah yeah oh my gosh knuckleheads i've either had too much or not enough gin <laughs> nice cold gin time again i suppose mm-hmm. um all right so so a handful of more things so like uh um i i forget did you guys kind of uh touch on or go into kind of other connections to transformers fandom like do you guys do like the comics or the games or or, or really kind of Anything current or contemporary with uh, with regards to Transformers? I know that these guys were uh, really big into the American comic series. I remember buy, uh, yeah. borrowing them, and so I, I I I can't speak to that too much. I I, I you know I owned original G one uh, characters, and then I kind of leached. I leached off, and then I obviously I, I continue to leech off <laughs> of their fandom. So I'll let them I'll let them I'll let them talk about that. Um, yeah, this is Ryan. Um, I, yeah, did enjoy the uh, original run of the Transformers uh, comic book um, and had a bunch of G1 characters. Um, and then, like, it basically fell off. I mean, I kind of just, you know, uh, lost it. I did pick up some of the Generation 2 comics um, oh, and, uh, you know, read some of those. <laughs> yeah. um, it was, But it was different. I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> and so it wasn't really my bag. And then, like, that's what's been nice about this is to get back into it. And, like, I... I randomly would sometimes pick up some idw books which are amazing it's like not mm. only for the artwork but the stories are so much better sure. than anything that was before because they take it seriously and I, I feel like it is people like us who loved it as a kid and now are able to express it or just you know people who take their job seriously and care about storytelling <laughs> um, but yeah so that's been the, the kind of casual that way uh but you know mainly my like has been um, just getting back into the film and the TV show. Um, I haven't gotten I haven't gotten much into the toys except for well I don't have to because Aaron yeah. buys all of them so right. I can come when I record and just play with them. There's a there's a yeah there's a there's a there's a Transformers library here of characters so the uh, so yeah money. like so Ryan was money. I also the Marvel original Marvel comic yeah. was very and, and that storyline I mean I'm actually rereading it right now I'm actually reading the trying to get my way through the British version of the Marvel comics oh, which is buddy. essentially as I understand it the Marvel comics Ooh. plus they would the, the, like what we read in the U.S. Plus they had like little sort of I don't interstitial stories that would tie some threads in between um, in between issues and things like that. But it's like 300 issues yeah. to Marvel's yeah. well, 80, and it's it's tough because and it's especially tough because I want to just move on to the IDW stuff, which I haven't read anything of, and it's such a glowingly praised series, which I believe is actually ending this year. They're yeah. they're going to do a reboot as well. So but, um, so yeah, yeah. On, on that, just to interrupt you for a hot sec, yeah. Uh, uh, check around September 
Basically, they're going to relaunch the IDW continuity. I don't know what they're doing. I'm not connected enough in that in that scene to really I, in fact actually i mean uh jumping ahead some i've uh i haven't gotten any of the idw books for a handful of months i i kind of it kind of lost me because like it's kind of what what idw tried to do is kind of do like this this hasbro connected universe where it's mm-hmm. like you know it's transformers it's gi joe it's mask it's rom it's visionaries and 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 whoever but anyway so what's happened now is that all of these characters are in each other's books so it's like if you want to see what cup and rc are up to you have to be reading gi joe and i'm just mm-hmm. like i am not here for this um but prior to that um yeah i mean the idw books were really really good but kind of a weird fragmented continuity so i think what would happen aaron is if you kind of try to jump in from zero by the time you get through, you're like, wait a second, what? Because it, it gets it. I mean, they've changed writers a few times. It gets a, it gets mm-hmm. it gets a little murky. So, you know, if you're looking to dip your toe in in the IDW stuff, I would uh, I would just maybe wait until September. Or if you're really looking for something to um, uh, scratch the itch, uh, get a series called All Hail Megatron. Which is mm-hmm. where basically, I have some of those books actually. Yeah, that that's that's probably one of my favorite series of the run. Where basically it's you know the audio the Autobots leave and Megatron and the Decepticons come over and take over the Earth. Kind of it, it's it's like Independence Day with Transformers. It's 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 pretty rad. So. I I didn't know much about the UK series until very recently, and I I want to plug another podcast that just came out Please. that I just listened to um, a guy named Noel Miller is coming out. He's come out with a podcast called uh, adventures in VHS and episode oh. two, he talks about the transformers phenomenon. He has an interview with uh, Simon Furman, who was, uh, who is, mm-hmm. or was the, the UK writer mm-hmm. really good uh, interview with him explaining uh, their take on, uh, on doing the, the, U, uh, the UK, uh, a comic series and how they utilized some of the American stuff uh, to, in their opinion, tie their stuff together. Right. right. So uh, anyway, I just thought I'd mention yeah. that real quick. You know, and he it, got a, He got it. He got an interview with uh, Brian Volkweiss, which is the Toys That Made Us guy. And I'm like, no, how did he do that? Nice. That's well. See, and that's the thing. It, it's kind of interesting anymore with uh, this landscape of podcasting. Oftentimes, some of these marquee guests aren't as unreachable as you think. Right. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. it's just like you know, hitting them up on social media. Or, <laughs> yeah, it'd be just like, hey, I mean, you know, like we were talking about Flint Dilly earlier. I'm sure, like at some point, you know, I'm, I'm sure he would be down to you know talk about stuff and and things um because i mean he's i mean that's kind of what he's been doing for the last uh 30 years um but yeah no it's it's uh it's interesting oh and one thing i wanted to uh mention on that before uh before we moved on one thing i i wanted to mention just kind of as a postscript on the on the uk series the reason why there's so much of it is that that was a weekly comic Whereas wow. the the Marvel right. one was a monthly comic, so what would happen is you would have an issue of the Marvel book that would come out in the UK, and then they would put in like three other issues, like like you were saying, Aaron, to kind of fill the gaps a little bit, and and it gets even more bonkers as as it picks up kind of post movie because Simon Furman kind of takes like the post movie continuity and runs mm-hmm. with it, but right. me, but meanwhile the the US series kind of sticks 
breaks to kind of traditional season one, season two norms. So it gets it it gets really really weird at at some spots. But yeah, those uh those uh those UK comics are um some of probably like the most delightfully batshit crazy Transformer stories you will ever read because it's just it's just I mean because it has kind of like that that feel of being foreign. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're really weird. I remember they reprinted some in the U.S., which they're one of the first Transformers comics actually I bought was I think it's called the Iron Man or something like that. Oh Revenge yeah, yeah. Of the Iron Man or Man of Iron. Man of Iron. Man of Iron. Iron. Yeah. Yeah, it was like uh, but it's weird that like you read it and it's in this third person like narrative, mm-hmm. and then like the Autobots find a, a buried arc with a, a, a sentinel like a sent like robot that's in it that yeah. has existed since like <laughs> medieval Europe. It's very strange, and I read it. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a fever dream. It's yeah, so yeah, it was. Oh, it was bonkers. So, um, so a handful of things, uh, uh, some other stuff I wanted to ask you about, but more more than anything, something we haven't touched on yet because. Because you know, again, we you know kind of kind of get going and get uh, get talking. But um, uh, talk about some of the uh, some of your guys's hobbies and some stuff that you do outside of the podcast. Because because uh, you do some cool stuff. Well, uh, I think that luckily we have the benefit that all of us have some sort of of art background. This is Aaron, by the way. Mm-hmm. And so we as kids, we always did little artsy things together. We had this thing that called jamming that we used to and still kind of occasionally do every now and again in which, you know, you draw a little th- something on a piece of paper and pass it on and it ends up becoming this mural of craziness. It and, always ends up being filthy. The, the, well, a a, yeah, a dick involved. usually does. Eventually in the third up. round, yeah, a dick it's just like, shows it's up. Like, it's like the game Exquisite Corpse, except we can see everything. <laughs> but to that end, I mean, Caleb, uh, I mean, a degree in fine art, ultimately, right? A bachelor's degree? You know, fine art. I, I, I'm fine with you just telling me about myself. All right. <laughs> Ryan, an amazing illustrator of, of his own right, uh, inspired uh, by the Jim Lees of the world, I would say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just and a little I, bit. Essentially, we all draw, we all dabble in in design, and and uh, so we have, have this visual thing, which definitely helps us out on you know ideas for promos and web, website yeah. stuff, and yeah. and all ideas, that. ideas, and ideas for them, Maybe it, we, whether they actually occur. We're not always the best executors, but um, so art is definitely part of the world. Uh, Ryan, you've got a lot of stuff going on. Um, yeah, I mean, in addition to that, I uh, I am super into horror movies. Um, I obviously. Obviously, I uh, if if a podcast goes by where I don't mention a serial killer or a mass murderer or some other horror of the real world, <laughs> I don't feel like I've done my job. Uh, I find that stuff completely fascinating. Um, I mean, I, I've done I haven't done them in a while because this has actually been kind of my creative outlet is doing the podcast. But uh, I got into uh, doing vlogs on YouTube and stuff as like going to New York and going to Seattle actually and um, uh, stuff like that. Uh, the I went and filmed um, the in. in uh, Jeff City, the uh, total eclipse that happened last year. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, stuff like that. Um, and, and writing. I mean, uh, it's uh, here's the problem is I'm so good at so many things <laughs> that um, I just usually end up jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> See, rim shot. It actually kind of works. Than it, other it, sound it, it, you could have used. <laughs> Ryan's, uh, Ryan's he collects vintage uh, cartridge video games. 
That's true. I did just buy an Atari 2600 and like 20 games for it. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm really. It started with like a Nintendo games and getting uh-huh. Nintendo, and and then um, I I bought a Retron 5 so I, I can play games that are on that. And then I was like, yeah, I really. Well, I, this is a poor financial choice, but I'll buy an Atari. And uh, then <laughs> Aaron has accused me of just going more and more retro into, and eventually I'll just get a Pong machine and like one of those Nickelodeon games where you shoot the like the little BBs. And eventually oh, the cup and ball. Yeah, cup and ball. This cup and ball is crazy. <laughs> what do you do with your life, Caleb? Uh, <laughs> I uh, so I, I do have a background in fine art. I, I play the piano. I'm in a couple of rock bands around town, mm-hmm. uh, and um, I got a degree in history and uh, don't do much with that. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I'm busy with all kinds of stuff. Being a, I have a couple of kids, and so I. My time with these boys here is mm-hmm. very precious to me. Aw. Caleb, yeah. I guess I didn't go too personal other than I, too, am a relatively new stepfather and mm-hmm. homeowner. And so I spend a lot of time, I guess this is still artistic, but trying to, like, d- interior decorate the house. So I guess yeah. interior design is sort of a He's thing. He's got a swanky house, Mike. Aaron's got a – Well, I mean, it's it, it's a 70s, mid-century piece, so there's a yeah. lot you can do with it. That's cool. That Dude, that, that is some championship adulting. Proud of you, man. Proud of you. <laughs> so, um, so uh <laughs> <laughs> so that so that that uh, makes me think of something. So, uh, uh, you know, Aaron, you were talking about uh, family a little bit. What's wh- for all three of you guys? What's kind of been the response from your family? Uh, you know, friends or you know, relations or whatever. Kind of th- th- this this weird podcasting adventure that you guys have been on. Um, my wife, she supports it. She doesn't <laughs> listen to it, but she knows that it's it's time for me to go hang out with the boys and she knows sure. these guys really, really well. Um, uh, she, in fact, she introduced me to Aaron. Uh, Wait, but, oh, no, no reverse way around. <laughs> <laughs> I introduced you to her. Oh yeah. I don't yeah. remember. It's all a blur. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> or, I, I don't know. There we go. See, I, I need to tab away from the screen. Otherwise I'm just gonna keep hitting stuff. The last five minutes of the episode are just noises. I, I don't remember what I was talking uh, you're, about. You're talking about your kids and your oh, wife. and yeah. Oh, yeah, my kids and my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. so my, my wife supports it. She doesn't listen. My kids, you know, I try to kind of steer them away from uh, uh, Autopod After Dark, you know. Uh, <laughs> Why? Uh, well, yeah, because uh, Unky Ryan. I'm not allowed they, to talk to your children. <laughs> they don't need to know about uh, Unky Ryan's shenanigans. <laughs> but no, uh, Ryan's, Ryan's great with the kids, but uh, not with the Autopod After Dark. Yeah, it's a little blue. A little, the pause is a little blue, uh, but we do yeah. have uh, our one and only advertiser is your son. Oh Caleb. yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Bro Cells, the Bro Cells. That's my that's my kid's uh, uh, company that he apparently runs. I think it's some sort of shadow organization. It does it's seem cool. to be devious. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know, he's big into the Illuminati. So gotcha. I <laughs> oh, good, good. Bro Cells, Bro Cells, where we sell good. <laughs> that's great that's some deep state stuff going on over there but the 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 thing that cracks me up about the bro cell spots and you know i i find myself talking along with it it cracks me up but but the thing is like the 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 uh uh, goofy air horn at the end (laughs) (laughs) he loves the air horn 
Because it's not like an actual air horn. It's like it's like a um, a air horn sound effect, and it's like I've never heard that sound. I've always, you know, been familiar with the more traditional kind of, you know. Your goofy yeah. morning zoo radio station, flam, 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 flam. You know that that. Uh, I guess I think of it as uh, of uh, DJ Khaled inspired. Uh, yes. Just, oh know, yeah, my like, yeah my nine my nine year olds to- totally DJ Khaled inspired. Another one. I appreciate you. You smart. You loyal. I'm nine. <laughs> uh, save it. We might go into that a little bit whenever you recorded with us, Mike. Oh, man. But uh, but the uh, as far as my side, yeah, yeah, my wife. I think that in general, I think that when you're dealing with family situations, you uh, anything that kind of takes you away from the family for a significant portion of time can be a little bit, you know, something you keep your eye on in a suspicious way. Sure. <laughs> and my my wife is like that, but she's also completely supportive. She just knows when it's recording time i mean it takes us i mean it might take us a, a couple hours to prepare for an episode oh, sure, and then there's yeah. the recording and right. then there's the fact that when we're done recording we're usually stumbling out of the uh <laughs> recording area a little bit inebriated in general she's supportive she's actually even been on an episode yeah. of, right? of the program so, uh, so you know, I, I couldn't ask for for much more, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's amazing. We uh, we always marry up as has kind of been my experience because oh, yeah. that's that that's kind of where I'm at too. Is you know, it's it's uh, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of enthusiastic support. Yeah, she's like, yeah, you, you go do your thing. It's it, right. it it's fine. <laughs> Get the hell out of my house. <laughs> I, uh, this, is, this is Ryan. I yeah. do actually have an alive girlfriend um, who uh, doesn't seem to care whether I do this or not. She yeah. never cares. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, now, it's good bad. See, now, <laughs> Although I do sometimes when I'm editing force her to listen to my particularly uh, golden quips. The listener has the benefit if they've listened from the beginning of the show to now. They they get all yeah. of Ryan's. There's uh, a real arc. Romantic. I mean, he started off as single right. and divorcing to <laughs> where he is now, which is, uh, I guess, divorcing and not single. <laughs> <laughs> right. See, now this is where an air horn could go. Just flam, 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 flam. <laughs> <laughs> or like uh ooh poppy yeah. <laughs> no okay all right. um hmm. sure <laughs> leaving all that in God damn it. Oh my gosh. But before before we move on and think about closing out uh here at least, I, I do actually have some halfway serious, halfway insightful uh questions that you know it's like I, I've been so far as I've been, you know, we've been having this conversation, I have like the same list of questions that I have like when I talk to bands and promoters and other stuff. So um but these uh the questions I ask everybody that I have on the show um is you know what uh it's kind of a it's kind of a, a dual armed type of thing um first what has your biggest challenge been and then uh the flip side of that is what advice would you have for people that want to uh pursue their own uh creative endeavors 
Uh, it looked like Caleb had a. No, had I was looking at that. He's like, okay, so. all right. They're they're like, uh, oh, oh man, he's he's lulled us into a false sense of security for an hour, and now he's gonna hit us with some serious shit. <laughs> so uh, I was gonna say our text our text uh, chain might be our most challenging. <laughs> finding finding time to do it is it can be challenging for sure. Uh, I mean, we're uh, in all, all approaching forty, if not already there, right. and. Uh, so, you know, with families and everything else, extracurricular going on, finding time is good. But I think the main advice is just is just doing it, man. I mean, to your question earlier, did you think you'd make it this far? I agree with what Caleb said. I mean, I knew that if we just made a point to yep. just commit, then you do it. And as you commit, you get better. You get your Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours in. And, <laughs> you know, don't be, af- you know, don't be afraid of failure because everything is just experiences that that, you know, ultimately you know, build you as a person, build your whatever it is you're doing and make it better. So, uh, you know, just committing and and following through. That's the main thing. I know that's pretty cliche. It, but I, You know, it's funny because I was going to say something similar that's also boring, which is like um, <laughs> just um, consistency of like putting some putting material mm-hmm. out there when you say you're going to or, be, or putting it out with um, a consistent basis. Like uh, if you're especially if you want to bring new people in, like um, knowing when something's going to drop or knowing when and interacting with your uh, fan base as well mm-hmm. is important uh, because, you know, it's easy to fall off and not care if you're peripherally interested in something and it just like randomly shows up. You're like, well, I'm not going to put so much effort into finding that. Um, and then also, especially if you're the editor of the show, don't offer to do a clip show. Uh, yeah, that's, God, Ryan, I don't know if we've mentioned this on the on the interview here, but Ryan does all of our editing. Like he goes through it and makes us sound good. And he's mm-hmm. probably he probably dedicates more time to this than well, definitely more than me. But <laughs> I can't really speak to Aaron, but I would but, say Aaron and I do about an but, equal amount. Yeah. You don't. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. But I will say that uh, you know, we're proud and, and due to pro- these guys' diligence that we've released we we've never been behind schedule. That's true. We we've rec- we've recorded and have released every Sunday for the past year. Fi- yeah, and for the past fifty five episodes, mm-hmm. and uh, even if we've run out of anything in the can, uh, we'll record that day, and Ryan will go <laughs> and edit that night, and right. we'll get it out there, and, mm-hmm. and that's that's admirable, and I I can't take any credit for that, but it is good advice for people, as Aaron said, like, com- and Ryan to to commit to it, uh, to get it done. And, and it is if if you're just if you have friends or like you have any interest in you, you find yourselves talking about something if you wanted to, you can do a podcast about anything literally there's yeah. room for everything and also yep. like I this is my favorite creative thing to do and like it's something that will last forever until the EMP destroys the internet yeah. um, I haven't <laughs> been transcribing these onto notebook paper so that's the next project yeah, is, you know so that. that we can we can podcast after uh, civilization collapses oh there you go there you go I like that <laughs> but. Yeah, no, that's excellent advice. And just to tack on to that, I, I, you know, agree with you 100%. It's, and that's the thing I always tell everybody is, you know, channel your inner Shia LaBeouf and just do it. You know, you know, make your dreams come true and just, you know, because like I, I've run into so many people, you know, just keeping it within the realm of uh, podcasting here of, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, I want to have, you know, like all my bits squared away. I need to figure out what my show clock is. I have to have all my segments figured out. I have to have it's like, no, just just 
start doing something. And, you know, and, and to loop things all the way back around to the beginning, it's like, you know, you the the way that your guys' show is now is not exactly the way it was when it started. So if you waited for the show to sound like it does now, you would never have started. It, yeah, well, it never will, because like, yeah. like Aaron said, you just have to do it to get better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, I mean, I, I know, Ryan, you you talked about some of those uh, first episodes being uh, uh, kind of rough, but it's always fun to kind of look back over your shoulder and, you know, kind of see the progression. Because if it was, you know, 55 episodes of the exact same thing, well, that's, I mean, I mean, it's fine, but yeah, it's, it's, it's always fun to just kind of, you know, go back and, uh, um, celebrate, you know, just kind of that, that growth and development. So uh, and not that there's not magic in those episodes. I mean, there'd be I no still Lithonian would, space wizard. That's yeah. true. Uh, and I would submit I, my best joke is episode two, the, uh, the finger bang joke. Oh no. God damn it. <laughs> you know, I, it, 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 I was, it took us over an hour, but I, I knew we were going to get to finger banging at some yeah, point. Yeah. And that was something I was going to say. You, well, no, it's, uh. it's like, you know, <laughs> well, you know, I, I, one of the things I talked about is that, you know, we're, we're all uh, kind of the same age and I hadn't heard the term finger banging <laughs> since like I was 17 and I'm just like, Oh my God, that's right. That was totally a thing, and that's what we all said, and that's what we all called it. Was it. a thing? It was just, it just, it, it. it it's took, debatable it whether I back. have aged past seventeen. So <laughs> exactly. God damn. Oh man. So, um, uh, last question. Uh, what a uh, what has been your favorite moment on the show so far? Oh gosh, I I will say that I have never laughed so hard at, at, at a in our recording van when our first discussion about Casey Kasem <laughs> talking about, you know, I think that might've been oh, started God. inspiring our, 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 our cliched response to about the death of a uh, voice actor. But <laughs> when Aaron said uh, that Casey dropped off the charts, <laughs> I, that is still to this day, my, Oh, it's funniest, good. That's my favorite funniest part of this whole thing um yeah i mean i always have a good time well i was gonna say i always have a good time doing this but there are parts in some episodes where i'm like god damn it this editing is gonna suck or i'm like yeah, irritated because yeah. caleb's looking at something else and i'm like or pay I, attention oh, to yeah, me or i am drunker I mean, than i should more sure, drunk than right, i never usual. do anything wrong i'm never the problem <laughs> right. um and so but I, I will say that uh just our whole the whole um recording of our christmas episode was so much fun yeah. doing those bits and yeah, like well. just like having it. It was like a variety show of like it was so fun and yeah. it yeah. it is fun to listen to. I listen to that probably so many times now that I can't listen to it for about a year. Oh, that's funny. It, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I think each time we discover a reason to to uh, create a bit mm -hmm. um, is always fun. I wish we had more time to do that kind of sort of sketch comedy or improv sure, comedy. Sure type piece to the show. I wish we had a lot more of that. And for, it probably creeps in about once every 10 episodes mm -hmm. or so sure. to your end. That the Christmas one was fun. We were really, you know, and she honestly, doesn't look like her picture. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And, and it was, and believe it or not, very mild. Like we knew we wanted to do something for Christmas. We knew we were recording Christmas yeah. uh, for a Christmas episode. And, but we had no plans, no, no ideas. And I think I just like, 
like it popped in my head to just follow the trope, the Christmas Carol trope, mm-hmm. and it was uh, like literally we thought about it in the room before we started right, recording. Right, right, and then just said, okay, well we're gonna <laughs> kind of like there'll be some points in time where we'll do a pointer, and that means that's our cue to, to which is why when bring Starscream in one of our comes, classic characters, when Starscream comes in, it terrified me because you just <laughs> cackle out of the blue, and I was very afraid. Right. Uh, and I think so. Yeah, I, I agree that those parts. I think those are the parts that. To what you were saying earlier, kind of give mm. us a point of difference from a you know whatever a standard Transformers podcast is, but but uh, that brings some fun into it. Now, for at least for me, it makes it fun. But you know, the other people out there that might just be like, "Hey, these guys aren't funny. This is annoying," yeah. and whatever. But we've got to. It's we have to do it for ourselves. Yeah, there are very <laughs> few podcasts I don't listen to that aren't comedy based in some way, even if they are talking about something specific. I just I, I like. That and so I, I basically make a podcast that I'd want to listen to. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think that's the way that you have to do it because if you don't like it, then why are you doing it? You know, it's yeah, yeah it's for uh, all that sweet podcast money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sweet podcast <laughs> money. <No>. Yes. <laughs> So, this is this is my favorite episode. You ever. Mike, your sound effects have made Aaron a very happy. He's guy. very delighted. <laughs> That's well. You know what? If uh, if you like some of this, just uh, just wait because I I have uh, I have some more in uh, in Cup's cock department that that I'm going to oh. bring out a little later. So I think at this point, let's. Uh, um, it, I I don't know if it's a huge reveal or not, but we've done absolutely no teasing. Uh, um, it just it's just now occurred to me but um do we want to talk about what is uh coming up in the future it looks like it's going to be about i don't know 3 weeks from now i don't have a calendar in front of me and and aaron is april slipping. 29th okay cool so what's happening on april 29th what what do folks have to look forward to on the autopod decepticast Oh, very presumptuous of you to say they'll look forward to it, but uh, but Fair enough. Uh, it's, it's a roast. <laughs> that's right. This, no, this is, we this are, is the worst I mean, tease honestly, ever, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to be honored to have you on the show, obviously. So we'll be joined by uh, the delightful Mike Seibert of Mike Seibert Radio, mm-hmm. and uh, that's going to be a great episode because we're going to be talking about uh, the scene where Ultra Magnus dies at the hands Pivotal. of uh, Galvatron Kinda. and the sweeps fucking spoilers and uh so there's a, a lot of stuff going on there and uh and and you'll be there with bringing a level of uh, professionalism and uh, yeah. shine a new perspective and insight to it so it's going to be a lot of fun yeah uh, and i was the the script according to ryan who uh manages uh, part of our script deviations apparently it's going to be bonkers oh it's oh. very insane oh you you have no idea you have no idea. It's uh, it it is uh, yeah. It's when Aaron first shared with me which episode it I was going to be joining you guys on. My uh, my jaw just dropped because like there are certain there are certain moments in the movie that are I mean you know. Every every minute has an iconic moment as we've as we've learned, but there are some minutes that are obviously more um, uh, significant than others. And mm-hmm. I would say, aside from a couple of the minutes earlier in the movie, this is this is definitely one of the big ones. As uh, you know, we get we get towards like the last 
last act, last third of the movie. Absolutely. And yeah, it's so, a top it's a top fiver for sure. Oh yeah. What's funny is as as like iconic as it is, as it as much as it is definitely a top yeah. fiver, it really is of little consequence. Yeah. <laughs> it means very little in the in the vast scheme of things. Definitely. And I I think that's something that we're gonna talk about in a in a few weeks when when sure. we all get back together on on the 29th. Um so yeah, so you know you heard it here first folks uh or unless I've already tweeted about it, I don't know. Um yeah, so on uh on April 29th I will be joining uh Aaron, Ryan and Caleb and the Autopod Decepticast and we are going to be talking about the death of Ultra Magnus and uh, and and more. Um so uh, but for now, I guess uh, so. Before before we jump in uh, the time machine and uh, and travel into the forward future, the far flung future of April 29th, um, let folks know where they can find the podcast, um, all of the episodes, and how uh, folks can connect with you on the social medias and the internets. Sure. Yeah. So. Um... The primary portals for us are iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Also, tune in. And uh, we're on social media at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to make it easy. They're all at APODDCast. And uh, we really would love people to go to our web presence just because – you know, ultimately, I think one outcome of this would be to think of it as a repository of all mm-hmm. things Transformers the movie, whether they be, yeah. you know, uh, uh, you know, a minute little detail or whatever. So there's the podcast, which is the main bulk of information, but all the minutiae ends up getting on the website as well as references uh, to some of the things that we talked about in the show that may not have been yeah. directly <laughs> related to the movie. So there's a lot of fun stuff that we put up on the mm-hmm. website just to kind of, you know, continue the fun. What is that website? Oh, some people call it <laughs> autopoddecepticast.com. There you go. That's right. Mm-hmm. There it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if I had a bro cells drop, I'd probably put that in there too. <laughs> bro cells, bro cells, where we sell good. <laughs> Wham, wham, wham. I'll send you the file. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So uh, before we jump into the time machine, uh, one more time around the room, is there uh, any uh, particular shout outs or acknowledgements that uh, that you guys want to give out for anybody that we may not have mentioned that have uh, have supported you guys along the way? Um, I, well, we already, we mentioned the, uh, the close Countach that does a lot of the stuff, uh, you know, that, uh, we're in contact with a lot of the time. Um, I will just say for myself personally, Hey, if you want to check out more of my things, you can go to YouTube, uh, search Ryan jet. I am not the MMA fighter. I'm the other guy. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, definitely I would just say, yeah, I, we'd love to, for just a selfish thing, have, you know, Join us on Twitter if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check it out. I think we're great. Um, <laughs> uh, that's about all I can think of, Caleb. I I just want to thank our supporters. I I I, I hesitate naming individuals because I sure. know I'm going to leave individuals out. But okay. you know who you Fair. are, and and it's it's very much appreciated. And we we're just we didn't know what kind of following or if we were going to have a following. We were yeah, and to. certainly thank you all who have given yeah. us five stars and reviewed on iTunes. It's, awesome. it's great. 
Very cool. Now, um, uh, Caleb, while while you were you were just here a second ago, um, do you want to talk about any of your bands or give any of those uh, shout outs? Because I, I feel like, I mean, it's in my notes. I wanted to ask you about it. Um, and I apologize for kind of giving you the bums rush. But is there no, is, is there anything you want to talk about on uh, on that? Well, since I have the opportunity, I, if, if you're in if you're in Springfield, Missouri, <laughs> uh, I can uh, you know uh, you can you can check out live uh, a couple of groups that I'm I'm in uh, the uh, the primarily the Brandon Moore group, uh, and he has an album out called Down in the Dirt, and so uh, you can find that on iTunes. You can find that I think probably on SoundCloud. Uh, I'm with another group called Vic Vaughn and Sold Out. That's S-O-U-L-D-E, S-O-U-L-E-D, Sold Ooh. Out. Those guys, those guys have Facebook presence. There. Yeah, those guys are uh, – that's an interesting group. They're all in their late 60s. And uh, so uh, the topics of conversation when we're not jamming on stage is usually like uh, – Hip replacements. Hip replacements and, <laughs> and stuff like that. But, yeah, Brandon Moore group, Vic Vaughn and Sold Out. Uh, and um, – that's 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 Do you have any Paul Simon gigs coming up? I'm in a I'm in a Paul Simon tribute band. I'm in a uh Elvis Costello tribute band. I'm in a, He does not see his kids. I don't see yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> but but I will say that uh yeah, thanks for the for giving me the chance to plug them though. That that's great. I appreciate it. Um Can and- we can we take the time to thank you for the yeah. opportunity to to talk a little bit? This has been a lot of fun, Mike. Oh, you're welcome. And you know, it's it's definitely reciprocal because I I uh, appreciate you guys joining me on the show and hanging out. You're welcome. And I uh, and, and I appreciate the uh, invitation to uh, join you on your show as well. I think this is going to be a uh, an exciting uh, crossover. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting crossover experience. Hopefully, we've still got some uh, gas left in the tank because this is a big one. So, uh, so anything else before I play you guys out? Tom, good. Aaron? No, thank you. Thank you again, and thanks to everybody that gives a shit, honestly. Absolutely. We're, we're happy that people do. We love it that people like this, and it, 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 it brings joy to their hearts. Play us out, Mike. Well, fantastic. So... Thanks again to Aaron, Ryan, and Caleb, the Autopod Decepticast. And as soon as this, uh, as soon as this ends, I'm gonna fire up the time machine, and we will see Woo-hoo! you on April 29th. Uh, my name is Mike, and until next time, make good choices. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> And again, don't miss episode 57 of the Autopod Decepticast, dropping on April 29th, where we'll be talking about the death of Ultra Magnus. Fucking spoilers! Plus, the tables get turned as Aaron, Ryan, and Caleb get their opportunity to interview me, and I'll talk a little more about why Transformers the movie means so much to me. Uh, Coming up next is a band brought together by the power of rock. They are the Cybertronic Spree, an over-the-top hair metal band that performs music from Transformers the movie. This is their first all-original song. It is Cybertronic Warrior, and you're listening to Mike Cyber Radio.
Cybertronic Warrior, the first original single from the Cybertronic Spree, and the music video for that is pretty rad. If you haven't checked out the Cybertronic Spree, uh, they've got a lot of videos on YouTube, and basically what they are is they are the robots in disguise. They are uh, the heroes and some of the villains from Transformers the movie, and they take to the stage and uh, and rock out. It's, uh, it's pretty, pretty cool, especially if you're a fan of these characters and this movie and and uh, and the music which obviously I uh, very much am um, I actually had the opportunity last year uh, on KGRG to interview members of the band including Hot Rod RC and Rumble uh, that was a lot of fun and definitely one of my more um uh, how shall we say unique interviews? Um, I'll have a link in the show notes if you want to go back and check that out it's a, <laughs> it is a trip. And that will do it for this week's show. And whether this is your first time listening or your 150th, I'd like to thank you for listening. If you'd like to check out my past shows, including all those old college radio shows, subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, the Stitcher Radio app, and on Apple Podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. And if you do leave us a review, uh, let me know. Send me a screenshot. Tweet at me. Something. um, And I will give you a shout-out. And I will read your review on the air. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MikeSybertRadio. And right into that mailbag, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. Next week on the show, David from Prize Fighters, uh, a local band, local homies, uh, he will be my guest and we'll be talking about their brand new music video for their song, Love Me Not. In fact, that's actually available right now if you want to go check it out. Plus, they have a show coming up on April 22nd. All of that and more next time on Mike Seibert Radio. My name is Mike, and until next time, make good choices. <laughs>